Tush. <laughs> Hello and welcome, I'm Steve. And a Denver omelette doesn't have much in it, nor should it. If you put too much shit in an omelette, it's like a pizza. You'll drown it in shit and just end up with a big, wet, soggy mess and no one wants to fucking eat it. I fucking knew you And I'm like Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the keen knob knocker. Um, gentlemen, how are we? How are we all? Al, how good was that video? And did you get as excited as I did when he said that? Yes. It was the first time I, I, I bring into question Nate, uh, Nat's uh, technical prowess because I wasn't that impressed with his omelette. But no, I'm going to let it slide. That's fair. What, what about the rest of the week? Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just let down by Nat's omelette. Um, but he, he made up for it with his exceptional insight into the amount of fillings that an omelette yes. deserves or requires. Um, true. Yeah, it was good. Um, so I had a, a wonderful visit from uh, the German, as we know, from last week. Um, and Steve, you can attest to Caro's work ethic, uh, having gone and worked for her for a week yeah. in Berlin. Um, so we got a hell of a lot of stuff done uh, while she was here. Awesome. It wasn't really a holiday at all. It was like a busman's holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Sanding and filling sculptures while she was here. I, Just you know, I'm, I'm nice pretty sure here. that that everyone in the maker community doesn't actually have proper holidays. You yeah. just go and work in someone else's. I got so much done on my holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I really did. I had like a big fuck off list, and then that list became several lists. Several <laughs> lie, um, and then it, they're still not done. But um, in between that, we managed to have a bit of a, um, a nature adventure, exploring the, uh, the the Yorkshire Dales. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Put to the test, which was super nice. Going oh, nice. down the hills of North Yorkshire. Um, yeah, it was, and it survived and made it all the way back. So it was really uh, lovely to get around and about in it. You, you missed the most important thing. You saw a water wheel. We did see a water wheel. And then on the back of water based um, powered systems, we went to the <laughs> steam engine fair at yes. Whitby, uh, which was, which was, not as quaint and twee as it sounds. It was yeah. more like a fun fair that some old vans turned up to. <laughs> mm. um, and the, but there's a few traction engines, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then there was little miniature versions of the big traction engines, which were just super cute, and people were riding yeah. around on those. Um, and then there was a few hit and miss engines for you, Steve, which is very nice, nice. a whole row of them. Uh, and then I saw my very first tractor pull. Which is hey. an experience. Mm -hmm. uh, They're fucking great, aren't they? Very enjoyable. Yeah, it was great. Um, and and then in the camper, um, managed to build out the whole back. So the the bed frame, uh, the pull out kitchen, everything. It's already done. Pretty much all we need is the mattress to arrive, right. and then it's kind of there, and we can actually make a camper van out of this very very long camper that's van fantastic van. <laughs> that's uh, so good yeah the, the the actual camper van bit has been relatively quick and, and straightforward awesome. nice mm. fantastic fucking brilliant mate um yeah i'm very excited about the fact that you've uh you're finally kind of the end is in sight as it were with the the camper um mm -hmm. i was also very excited about the uh the, the entire steam fair um <laughs> and uh and also just Whitby in general. I've like I've got so many friends that go to Whitby quite regularly and always talk about it. And it's this town up north. And I just know it as the place where the goths go. And um, there's a lot of there's a lot of goths in graveyards 
yeah. taking sort of Instagram-y photos well, while we there. Oh, but I got some really nice photos of those graveyards, yeah. and well, boy, howdy. <laughs> Well, there's, um, isn't there like an, an annual like goth gathering in? Yeah, Whitby? there's there's a huge like sort of demonic spiritual backstory to to, yeah. to Whitby, and and there's there's rumours that Dracula was actually born there before he went to to Romania. Yeah, and all these bizarre like myths and legends about this little quaint fishing village. Mm. Um, but I think I, I was as I was there, I was like. Can you imagine trying to sort of describe this place to someone from the states, <laughs> and just all these like weird, like intertwining streets that kind of yeah. like go above each other, and the whole village is on a hill, and it's all just like it's like it, it, it felt like being in an ant hill, yeah, and all the kind of streets with these pipes, and, and it was just pipes, <laughs> and it was just so lovely, and it, because the sun was shining as well, it was just like this, this is yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna retire and become a fisherman and live with me. Um had fish and chips, of course, chased off seagulls. Um yeah, but it was it was a nice, nice little day out. Nice. Fantastic. I um yeah, no, I must admit, like I've like I say, I've heard loads about Whitby, but I've never been that bothered about going there until I saw some of the photos that uh, that you guys took and now I, I wanna go. So there are there are more quaint and much more delightful oh, yeah, uh, yeah. villages up and down the the, the, the coast of of, of Yorkshire, so don't don't go to the first quaint fishing village <laughs> in, in the northeast that you come to, Steve. I I promise I will not do that, um, but I I will still go to Whitby at some point because <laughs> um, I also I really want to go to that um, fuck what's it called the where the entire town's like a, um, a living museum thing. Fuck, oh, Beamish. That's it, Beamish. Yeah, that's on the other side, but yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take you to Beamish, Steve. Beamish ah. is better than Whitby. Yeah, obviously. Um, but yes, that sounds wonderful. Uh, and before we get too involved in organising uh, our little holiday together, <laughs> should we uh, move on and see what Brett's been up to? Brett, what, what about you? Yeah, uh, before I say my thing, can we just plan on you guys filming that and doing a oh. Steve Coogan... <laughs> Uh, and whoever nice. the other actor is, just it. like film the yeah, entire thing, and we'll edit it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would be, I would watch, and we'll go for a really delightful fish supper, Steve. Yeah, and, uh, do Michael Kane <laughs> <Kevin> impressions. <laughs> uh, anywho, so yeah, what I've been up to in the last week, it's been a decent amount of work on the bathroom at the cabin, just jumping back and forth. Uh, between kind of like what's available and then what needs fixing. Um, I've officially patched drywall and that was a task in itself. Like I never really understood. You see those little videos online of people where they, they cut it out and they leave a little bit of the paper on there and then you like put it in the wall and you mud and tape over it and it all looks great. Um, it's a lot different when, yeah, you, you've taken it upon yourself to just continue cutting small little holes and everything. And then you realize that like, well, if I just would have done one big one, I could have attached it to the studs and then it would have done its own thing. Anyway, learning processes amidst all of that. I got my tile in for the shower floor. So I'm very excited, even though I still have to do the, the walls and the ceiling with the mm. plaster stuff. I think I'm going to go ahead and put the tiles in just so I can like get it out of the way. Um, and then I'll just when you say you got them in, as in they arrived or you've installed them? Ah, no, no, no. Sorry. I had to order them right. because they, these places out here, like the big box stores, don't actually carry much in terms of stock. 
Hmm. Especially when you want very specific black ones. Like no one wants jet black tiles for their thing. Anyway, so I got those in um, and I delivered them this morning. And then I'll just, you know, I got to do the setting and the mortar and the grout and all that. I started playing around with the sink and vanity area. Um, lucky enough for me, I took some initial measurements and was showing some things off to the Patreon crew. And one of the people that follows me was keen enough and said, hey, I see what you're planning on doing there for the cabinetry. Just know that code is the center line of your toilet needs to be 15 inches from the next closest obstruction, be it a wall or your cabinetry or something like that. I was about three inches proud of that line. So luckily, I will not end up having an issue where I make a sink. I'm really proud of it. And then the guy comes in and says, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ow. <laughs> that confused the hell out of me. That derailed me. <laughs> Anyhow, I, yeah, so I started playing around with the sink. Steve, thanks for the tutelage, or at least the heads up on the... What? Uh, annealing of the bronze because I spent I think it was the better part of two days just going back and forth between annealing hammering annealing hammering making sure that I don't crack the bronze yeah. of the symbol and I did it all with the big lawn torch that I used uh, oh, nice. to burn and flame black in the deck yeah because that made the most sense to me like firing yeah. up the coal forge it still would have had too much of a hot spot and everything yeah so just took the it, it, lawn torch. It doesn't need to get super, super hot. It just needs to get like above cherry. So yeah, yeah the... um, it worked out really well, except for that it just created because it's just this open flame torch situation. Yeah, I really wanted to get on the project and I was very excited. But uh, after the first round of annealing, it made me so hot. Like, I don't know that I've sweat that much. Uh, this last summer because I also happened to do it on the day that it was 120. Yeah. Um, and so it was just fucking hot and I had to keep taking breaks and everything like that. Got to feed my Gary's a little bit more, which was totally fine. So uh, I hadn't sent you guys an updated photo, but I got the sink fixturing in. Nice. So now it's just a question of actually like drilling out the space, making sure that it functions, holds water correctly, and then you know, hopefully plug that into the plumbing after I get the uh, the cabinetry stuff done, which should be, uh, I'm going to keep it pretty simple and it's not going to be very big or over-engineered anyways. It just needs to be able to hold some things, a couple of doors, and then I think I'll have more fun with the uh, medicine cabinet round mirror idea that I've been talking about. Um, just because there's like some very minor engineering, but I think there's some like, what's the most aesthetically pleasing way that this is going to work and look and function. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun. I have been playing around with, and Al, I haven't quite sent you anything yet because I'm still just working through the process. <laughs> uh, I've talked about it a little bit on, I think, Patreon stuff, but I bought, so there's a company that I've been looking at. You guys can't see these because they're out of focus, oh, but nice. you know these toggle oh, nice. switches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever taken apart a light switch, just a standard light switch that's in the wall? And seeing what the hell is going on inside those things. Yeah. yeah. They're very portable. But I hate that there's this little dingus toggle. And I want something <laughs> a little bit nicer than just a standard light switch. Okay. So I go down this massive rabbit hole of what is the grounding necessities to keep things safe. And, and what kind of materials can you use and all this stuff. 
So I'm debating on this kit bash where I take an existing light switch that already hooks into the box, has screw holes in it, everything's threaded, and seeing if I can put one of these, which is a 20-amp rated Okay, yeah, I was just going to say, that was, that was the only thing yeah. I'd watch for is just the rating on the switch. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, doing research, found ones that were 20-amp. Nice. And the little space, the little um, receptacle in the metal plates are maybe a 32nd of an inch bigger than this rectangle or smaller than this rectangle. So if I can just cut that out and somehow nice. affix this switch, I think I might end up having these really nice clicky, you know, it's that super visceral click sound that happens. They're in plastic yeah. packaging. I'm sorry. But <laughs> this whole thing spawned from me looking at a company. Uh, they were like an Instagram ad that came up and yeah. they sell these beautiful kind of industrial looking brass light switches with these toggles on the front of them, but they're a hundred $120 for a single switch. Wow. Yeah. And I have nine switches. A couple of them are in like a multi box. There's one that has like a, a power outlet next to it, you know, and all this stuff. And yeah. it was going to be thousands of dollars if I wanted to just buy from them. The only difference being they have created like the module behind the switch so that you just yeah. immediately plug the wiring in and it's ready to go. So I think we're doing the whole balance between making a custom thing somebody already makes them but i want to see if i can do it for a tenth of the cost <laughs> and still have it be safe nice. and yeah, rated yeah, yeah. correctly uh so that's been kind of like the fun side thing i have all of these other very important larger tasks to do but i'm like can i make my own light switches which <laughs> just seems idiotic kind of when i walk away from the house at the end of the day i'm like why am i making my own light switches well it's because <laughs> yeah. it's my place and i can fucking do whatever i want exactly yeah. i was like I, I love how you're like making beautiful things out of brass and thinking about all the materials and is it i spent yesterday afternoon trying to work out how to put like baby's arms and doll's legs into the vitara for like various levers and switches and stuff. <laughs> oh, that, that's so nice though i, I mean i can yeah. imagine the e-brake being like a little baby's arm <laughs> and i've got good. i've got the um the dinosaur that's on the bar yeah the, beer tap i've got the head of that and it like it's really satisfying opening and closing i'm like this has to be a switch or something or like have a, <laughs> a lamp inside its mouth or something yeah, yeah. Or... i find uh, it really strange though that um like i completely understand the necessity for safety ratings and and using proper amperage and, and voltage carrying uh tech but if you go to the store and and just need to buy a light switch they're a couple mm -hmm. dollars you know they're mm -hmm. they're made mass produced mm -hmm. if you look I've never taken one apart before, but if you look, they're really not complicated yeah. or complex. Yeah. The little mechanism that really inside. like skirting the edges of being safe as well. They're yeah. just so cheaply made. Same with like Absolutely. Uh, plug sockets and same. Yeah. And and just for a little bit more context, when I was when I got these, the biggest issue I was having with them is that it's just two connections, right? It's yeah. an on-off. Yeah. And so it was like, but it needs to be grounded to be up to code for a wall yeah. switch um so that's why i initially took the light switch apart turns out the ground wire in most light switches is hooked to the little metal thing it's yeah. not part of the actual switch receptacle yeah. and i was like oh you i can <laughs> do that if i can reuse that plate then i can do this nice the, the really fun thing is the the little brass mechanism that exists in a, an actual light switch like a pre-made one 
It looks like something Jimmy would make. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just so with this little brass panel yeah. and then this little rubber bumper pushes it down or connects it. And that's what makes the connection. Oh, man, I've been fascinated yeah. by a damn light switch. <laughs> anyway, that's it for me, Steve. I want to hear about how your week has gone because teaching. Yes, um, as I was just going to say, like I, I with those switches because they're the exact switches that um i really want to use for a load of stuff in the truck um mm -hmm. but i know that i can't uh because it's gonna have to it's it's mo more than likely got to go through the the sva iva I know. you've, you've already broken my heart with that because i wanted loads of them but uh if you if you get iva'd um with uh like the shitty horrible plastic rocker switches um as soon as it's done you can just take them out and put proper switches in so as can long as them if they have the missile red flap over them uh no oh, god that's so good but i saw like, those like i say you can still uh, oh. <laughs> wang them out put the the cheap ones yeah, in, swap them in and just swap them over if you've got end. the same plate i guess it's fine because there's yeah, a exactly. few there's a few things i've taken out like the immobilizer and there was a couple of i think there was um wiring for some floodlights yeah in there originally so there's a couple of holes already on the dash yeah. just waiting for something so well because what i was thinking with uh whilst brett was talking i was i was thinking about exactly that like how can i get them in and and be able to swap them around if the the actual back plates of them are a different size and then yeah. realize that if i create a little um like bevel sort of thing that screws in yeah um and the switches go into that rather than into the actual dash exactly but i can just take that off yeah put the proper one in sort it precisely what i'm dealing with it's like a light switch yeah. cover is not very complicated so if i can yeah. get this to click on to the existing light panel then i already have a template using the original yeah. light and i can do some like little hammer forged light plates that no one will have and they'll take yeah. me five minutes to make and they're just going to look ridiculous it's like you you really <laughs> made 20 light switch cover plates for your yeah. <laughs> yeah i absolutely did they look awesome and they all no. go the right fucking way because i yeah. installed them yeah <laughs> there's not one yeah. that's wrong <laughs> still have to get into that for the a couple of the switches i'm assuming you've not got any like three ways then where you go in the room and you can switch yeah. it at either end of the room that's oh, my like uh, i do have i do have one situation that is a bit upsetting right now where i have a three panel it's like three light switches on it they're all upside down so <laughs> off is on and one of them turns the fan on, the ceiling fan, but to turn the light of the ceiling fan on, it's on the opposite side, on a light switch <laughs> on the opposite side. Fuck's sakes. <laughs> Fucking super frustrating, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out, I guess. Oh, you love it. Um, yeah. Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I've had a bit of a, a weird week. I've had some some great bits and some shit bits. Um but one of the one of the really good bits was uh, I, I don't know if uh, I'll I think yeah I'll put it up on his Instagram. Um, we had um, Valentine Warner, one of the chefs that we work with occasionally, uh, came down to the workshop and they did a bit of filming for a thing that again I'm not allowed to fucking talk about. Um, but um, <laughs> God, I'm frustrated. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I came down and Val cooked some fucking amazing food. Um, it was uh, ox tongue burgers, um, and he brought me in like a just because I think I don't know why, but I think he felt bad the fact that um, like because 
essentially he was interrupting what we were doing, like our production sort of thing. So I kept having to like just wait and hold off on things whilst he was doing stuff. And because he felt bad about it, he brought me in this little bowl of uh, ox tongue broth, um, like where the thing had been cooking in. And it was fucking delicious. Um, so we had that, we had plank fish, uh, and we had quite possibly the biggest pork chops I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they, were, um, they were wide. They I, were the second you posted that, I went straight onto that website. I was like, oh, I'm going to find it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not far from me, that place. Is it not? No. Oh, fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, and they, they were super nice as well because I uh, basically we had three of them. Uh, he cooked one for the filming. One got cooked. I oh, know. I think he cooked two for the filming um, because uh did one for the like the first bit and then one for the actual presentation sort of thing um which meant that there was one left over um and because he'd already prepped it all up we basically just did rock paper scissors to see who got to take it home and i got to take it home um so i cooked it just straight on the barbecue put the lid over the top because it's like a kettle barbecue thing mm -hmm. and just the amount of fat that was in it meant that even though i had to cook it for ages because it was so thick it just stayed super nice and moist and juicy oh so good um so yeah that was fucking ace um and lots of good things coming out of that and then um then this weekend we had uh the axe class um which was kind of a bit bittersweet uh because it was the first time i'd done it's for, it's the first time i taught one of the axe classes um i've not even assisted with any of the axe classes before so getting to go straight in and lead it was a little bit scary um especially seeing as we did no prep for it until friday afternoon when al like when i basically turned around to al and was like okay but i need to do a hudson pattern axe before the class because i've only ever made one and that was four years ago for jimmy um so went through that went through like how al teaches the class and everything else as well um and then yeah, Saturday, the, the, uh, it was, there was three of them in um, uh, Will, as in Billy and McGonagall, who I, I struggle so much calling him Will, not Bill. Um, uh, he was there, he came in, and there was someone else that had done uh, one of the classes or a couple of the classes before as well. Um, and then um, a new guy, John, um, who'd not done any smithing since school in the 60s sort of thing. Um, and they all did really, really well. Uh, john just like everyone was kind of like at the same stage most of the way through and then when it came to forging out the blade john just steamrolled ahead of everyone else like he was insanely quick um did a really really good job of it and then uh just on his very last heat um he dropped it in the quench tank oh, no. that that was the end of his axe um so we we did try to save it um but uh it, it basically so basically we kind of we thought well we'll see what happens we we annealed it normalized it left it overnight um but then in the morning i think he got one heat into trying to work it and the there was a crack that went right up the pole and it just yeah, yeah. um which ordinarily wouldn't be too bad because if it was if it's earlier in the day then you know as the instructor we just make them another axe and catch them up to where they were um mm -hmm. but because it was right at the end of the day i kind of said to him like look worst case you can just have the demo axe um which wouldn't have been a problem if it wasn't for the fact that about quarter of an hour before that i'd um 
I'd left my axe on the fire to go and switch the power hammer on, um, then realized the power hammer had the wrong dies in it. So started trying to change over the power hammer dies, um, got held up doing that because one of the things was, the wedges was wrong. Um, and then one of the students came in and went, um, Steve, I think you you might have burnt your axe because I just left it in the fire. Went in and yeah, there was about half the axe was just gone. Oh, fucking hell. So I, I managed to to forge out uh, another Hudson in uh, about an hour. Um, were you doing that on coal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I managed to forge out this other Hudson pattern um, whilst kind of like trying to teach all them. And considering like the one that I did on uh, Friday had taken me most of the afternoon and didn't go perfect, uh, like doing it under pressure with three students there that I'm trying to teach whilst also trying to just get this out as quickly as possible and trying to remember all of the stages um actually worked out really well because i just i just did it i wasn't thinking about it it was just like right i just need to get this bit done done go and um and yeah it it worked out quite nicely um but whilst i was doing that i was also oh, so this weekend i was also dog sitting for my mum and dad um so i had to drive over to there in the evening um but it was quite nice because it it was like this forced vacation um for an e for an evening so I go over to my dad's and there's nothing I can do. There was no work I could do. I couldn't, like, we couldn't record yesterday because there's no, or the, the Wi-Fi there is, is worse than mine used to be. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I was just kind of forced to, to relax. And they've got a hot tub. So just got to sit in a hot tub and chill out. It was fucking brilliant. <sighs> um, and, uh, and, yeah, today I got to do a little bit of work on the truck, but... Um, I, I kind of had a bit of a, a shit time with it. So since, um, since the, the weekend when the guys came down and we got a load of work done on the truck, I've really struggled just being able to make time to get to work on it. And it feels like every weekend I'm doing something, going somewhere every evening, I've got to catch up with this or I've got to do that, or I've, I've, there's always something to do. Um, and a lot of the time it's kind of uh it's it's for other people it's meeting up with friends or it's doing this or it's whatever um and none of it's bad but it just means that when i do get a free afternoon or free evening or free day generally i'm fucking burnt out and i'm wiped out and what keeps happening is i'll i'll set some time aside for to work on the truck and because i've set that time aside i'm cramming everything else into in an even shorter amount of time and then I get to the truck and I'm just I, I can't work. I'm not I'm not being able to I'm not being able to enjoy the process of working on it because I'm stressed because I'm thinking shit I've got to get this done I've got to get that done I've got to get everything else done I'm I'm tired and I'm normally just not um, not on my top form and it's it's got to the point where I'm kind of thinking I I need to make some serious um, changes to like if I want to continue doing this and if I want to do it then I I need to um, I need to figure something else out, whether that's setting a certain amount of time aside a week or, or whatever, where I where I don't just set the time aside to do it. I set the time aside knowing that I'm going to be um, like rested and recovered sort of thing. Um, and more than that, like e even looking around at the point of um, 
so I, I think I talked a little bit about it last week. Uh, ben is moving out. Um, housemate Ben. Um, so it's all confirmed. He's uh, started moving some of his stuff in over this weekend, I think. Um, so he will be gone very soon, uh, which is great because it means like you know I get the the room back. But it's also kind of worrying because that extra little bit of income, although I I think I can kind of get by without it. It it was a very nice and appreciated buffer. Um, and uh and yeah so there's the kind of stress of that and then that got me thinking well you know because I, I it's frustrating having to go all the way over to my dad's to work on the truck it's it's a half hour 40 minute drive um mm-hmm. and uh and yeah it's like this weekend it was it was fine being over there but then there was no food over there so i basically had a bowl of cornflakes this morning because i was there and then we're stuck in this position where it's like well i either don't eat or I have to bring the landy back here, get something to eat, and then drive over again. And then that's basically, that's going to be half the day gone. Um, and just lots of little things. And like I talked about with the, the workshop in the village, it's just lots of little things that aren't quite right. So I'm thinking, well, maybe I move house. Uh, maybe I buy somewhere else. And, and started looking and kind of trying to figure out what can I afford around here. And then it was the location. It's like, fuck, well, I could, I could get a two three bed house with a decent sized garage in town but i really don't want to move into town um so i'm stuck with uh like villages and and, and old farms basically and um and looking at kind of like my price bracket there is not a lot out there um and what there is is like listed as needs some tlc or needs modernization which basically mm-hmm. means it's it's three walls and half a roof and that's it um so yeah it's been kind of interesting looking at that and then thinking well also you know if we're going to be moving the workshop do i want to be moving more towards the area that i know i was looking at for the workshop or do i want to just find somewhere and just accept that the commute's going to be a bit longer or or whatever else and um yeah so there's just been a lot of this stuff going on um which has been then going round and round and round in my head um and i mean my this week my mental health is or this last two three weeks my mental health has just been shit um and it's 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 really frustrating because i know i've had a like genuinely had a couple of really fucking good weeks in terms of things that have happened but that doesn't it's, matter though dude it's, it's no. not like it's not offset like no I, i'm in a great mood because the, yeah. the nice thing happened it's like yeah it's not how it works. but it's it's so frustrating because it's like i'm not able to fully appreciate those nice things because there's something in the back of my head going you've got to sort this out you've got to sort this out this is fucked you've got to sort this out um and yeah so it's just a, it's a lot for or for me there's a lot of kind of trying to figure out um where my priorities lie whether mm-hmm. you know whether it's it's better for me to stay here and carry on doing this or whether you know there, there's even potential that i might say well actually fuck it i'll rent my place out and i'll go and live i'll go and get a house share with someone um somewhere else or or sell this place and and rent somewhere for six months until the housing market crashes again and um and i can actually afford somewhere um and yeah and i think like there's although this was a very specific to me kind of topic like i think there's a lot of um that within um or for, for everyone where you you end up with this kind of this pressure of of not so trying to please everyone else but of trying to 
prioritize things in such a way that you you know you get to do all the things that you want to do but sometimes that's to the detriment of the stuff that you actually want to do like so for me like with the truck i'm really genuinely struggling to to find time to do it but that means i've got to give up something else that i enjoy doing and it means you know I, it means I, I don't go and see all my friends i've not seen any of my friends for the last fucking two years um do i really want to turn around to them now and say actually i can't make it because i'm I'm just going to go play in the garage. Like it's, it's frustrating. Um, and I think it's something that happens um, to a lot of people. And I think especially um, a lot of people struggle with it, with, with work. Like I'm, I'm quite lucky. Like I love my job, um, but there are times where I'm like, oh, fuck it's, you know, it's half six, seven o'clock and I'm, I've still got another batch of pans in the uh, kiln being cooked. Mm -hmm. Like I, I could be at home doing fun things now or like, I'm I'm teaching an axe class when you know Dandles is having a, a make a meetup and I can't be there because I'm doing this. Um, so yeah, I think like there's there's a there's a lot of pressure on people to to do a lot of things and it's it's very hard to um, basically to be able to turn around and say actually no fuck you fuck that pressure I want to take a step back and. Um, because it's seen it's seen as being selfish and it, it's it's not it's that whole thing of like self-care is not selfish sorry Brad, mm -hmm. there you go now i this kind of coincides with uh it was a suggested video um on youtube that i watched the other day where it was somebody doing an analysis on the feeling of laziness versus burnout and yeah. how we very often especially in, in our generation or maybe even more specific, just what we, what we do with having a job and then having a relatively full-time hobby stuff going on outside of the job hmm. um, where there's a bit of conditioning that's gone into us feeling like we constantly need to be doing something right. And the idea that we've even talked about before, where you just sit down and play a video game for a couple of hours, like, wow, you, how lazy and how not productive you're being. Yeah. Whereas the interpretation of that is like, I just needed time to do nothing and not think about anything. A video game is cathartic. You know, it has benefits to me to do something that's two hours of yeah, not thinking, not working, not doing anything. But this video that I'm referring to was relatively short, but um, it was talking about how we very often perceive these moments of, not getting enough done as like, man, I must be lazy. And then you get down mm -hmm. on yourself and then it becomes that, that cyclical way of thinking where, well, I didn't like how I felt when I didn't do anything the other day. So now that it's two days later, I don't want to do that thing again or have that yeah. feeling again and feel lazy. So then you just battle against yourself constantly and you recycle this burnout thing or you're not yeah. recognizing it as a burnout situation where there's there's only so much that you can do and when it comes to steve what you're dealing with like uh, social engagements as well a lot of energy for people that are introverted or especially after the last year when we've all been holed up and been by ourselves for so long it takes a lot of energy to get back into the social standards of things yeah. or or whatever your norms are with your your groups of people and outside of the very taxing work that you do and very labor intensive work to open up time to be social is a huge ask. And then to add in 
housework or the other stuff that you're dealing with mentally of just carrying this weight with not having answers to any of these questions, it gets so heavy. And then if you feel like you're sitting around for 30 minutes and being quote unquote lazy, you're probably not like your Mm. perception is just incorrect and you're not recognizing that you're like totally burnt out. And, and it's, it's very difficult to think that you could just do all of that at the same time and have enough energy to handle all of it at full capacity. I I think like there's, there's a couple bits in there that I, yeah, I, I definitely, um, uh, fucking word that I can't think of with, um, yeah, not sympathize, empathize with, I guess. Um, but like, Housework is a fucking brilliant example um, because for the last month I have done nothing in terms of housework. Like it's been absolute bare minimal um, because it is just a case of like, just get in, get shit done. Like I had um, like those Ikea bags. I had like three of those full of laundry because it, I didn't have time to stop and put shit away, but it meant that I was going to bed and my room was a fucking tip because it was just bags of laundry everywhere and and all of this and then the other day i stopped and was like no fucking just take 20 minutes put all the laundry away like make the bed make it nice and i i hadn't slept so well in a a month because all of a sudden my room was tidy and you know i was able to actually relax in my room um and and the other day I i was i was taking murphy out and i think i put some stuff on uh my instagram stories when i did it but i just went up and i just sat on top of the hill um just for 10 minutes just sat and just didn't think about anything because that's that's one of the other problems i've got is because because i know i know there is no easy answer to um the kind of the issues as it were mm-hmm. um i i have a habit of burying my head in my sa- in the sand about it because i don't want to sit and think about it when i know that there is no easy answer like there's no easy way out and so I just kind of um, I avoid the subject by keeping myself stupidly busy. Um, so I can't sit and think about it. Um, but getting to sit up on the hill, it was like, actually, this is just me and Murphy just in the fresh air, looking at the sunset. I don't need to to think about it right now. I just need to sit and be in that moment. I think um, just hearing you guys talk about the different kind of outlets for your time and your energies and what's what's healthy what's required what's needed i've been thinking about this a lot recently (laughs) um with ridiculous sort of you know 3 a.m starts for work and stuff like that yeah um and it it, it's dawned on me that everything is work so even having a guest stay with me for a week it can be the most easygoing low maintenance person in the world but it's still exhausting. Yeah, because you're still, still playing requires, host. It still requires playing host. It still requires to be entertaining, you know, of mm. sorts, even even if it's just simple, you know, conversation, whatever. Yeah. It requires scheduled mealtimes, you know, stuff that you can normally get away with. And like you said, yeah. Steve, just have a bowl of cornflakes. Um, and even the, so the relaxing bit is, is hard work for me. Yeah. So... And I don't mean because oh, I'm so active and I want to do stuff. Sitting down is hard work. Yeah. Not doing anything is hard work. Going on the hillside with Murphy and chilling is hard work. And, and so instead of them being a conflict all the time, like this versus this, I just see it as all the same thing. They mm. all require going and playing with your mates 
requires time and requires yeah. effort and requires dedication and passion and your attention and for you to be present in the moment. You know, yeah. it's not it's not just oh relax and go see my mates now. It's like no now now you've got to switch on and be in mate mode. Yeah, you know, I was in work work mode. Now I'm in mate mode, and and it's not one versus the other. It's all just life is just work constantly. Mm. Some of that work is sitting in a bath. You know, yeah. where you have to force your physically force yourself to not do anything, physically yeah. force your brain to not think about making light switches from kit bashing, um, <laughs> and like today I was I was this morning I was weeding the drive. Sounds really arbitrary. But it was basically looking like a fucking country lane, my drive. Yeah. Um, and it's just not been done for a year mm-hmm. because it was always bottom of priorities, bottom of the list yeah. of shit I needed to do. But every time I got home, I was just looking at this kind of shit house that like the renders falling off the wall because the landlady won't do anything about it. And there's just like weeds everywhere. And I'm just like, this is this this can't be good for my attitude when I mm. when I'm like like you say, Steve, the the, the tidy bed syndrome. Yeah, like the tidy bedroom, the clean sheets, and you're like, ah, yeah. It's the same. The second I cl- I cleared the drive, swept it all, pressure washed it all, and now it's just like it just it just looks like serenity. It's not beautiful. Yeah. I've not got a new garden. I've not I've not put in some beautiful paving or anything. It's just not a shithole. Yeah. Um, and it just it yeah. The the more that I can think about this stuff, the more it's just like it all requires equal amounts of effort. They're all just different types of effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all take up your time. So I I, I it helps me with the burden because it means that I don't have to weigh things up. Like, should I go in the garage and play in the car or should I see my friends? It's yeah. like, well, they're both the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's interesting that you talked about that as being like, uh, it's always been on the list, but it's, it's bottom priority. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I've been like with, um, with the housework and with everything else. Like it's, it's like, yeah, I need to do it, but fuck it. It, it won't hurt another day. It won't hurt another day. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't think about the impact it has on on your mental health, on you, and and, and the kind of knock on effect that shit like that has. Um, it's always just firefighting. It's like, right, what's the what's the thing that needs the attention? There's right never, now? there's never going to be an end. Yeah, there's never going to be a, and I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, and and the thing is, is it's it's figuring out a way of going. Actually, I know there's like 16 other things that need doing right now, but if I take 20 minutes and sort out the the bedroom, then I'm actually going to sleep tonight, which means that tomorrow when I have to start tackling all those other things, I'm going to be able to do it more efficiently. I'm going to, it's like sharpening your chisel before hacking into a bit of wood. Like it, it might not be the, um, the, the task that you most want to do, but it's how it improves it. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like for, for me, like I, 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 I know I, I harp on about a bit a bit but I fucking love going to the gym like it it is my happy place because I can put my headphones in I can I can achieve something that's tangible um so if I have a shit gym session where you know I I don't even um do like my standard reps or whatever then it's fucking annoying it's shitty but if I go and I just do bare minimum if I just get all the things on my program done I feel fucking great and if I if I get a new PB or if I increase the reps or whatever, I feel fucking ecstatic. I fucking love and, PB. <laughs> and um, and obviously like it's it's got the the physical aspect of the fact that it releases all the endorphins and and all of that, but it's it always felt selfish going and doing that. It's like it's yeah, but 
you, you can go tomorrow you can go tomorrow and you always put it off and it just ends up um never happening and it's 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 forming those habits where it's like actually no i know that i was like i was at my best when i was i was training regularly and and i it, it sounds stupid but i i can if i force myself to go to the gym and like make that time then yes it does mean that i'm you know i'm not getting out of the gym till half nine at night which means i'm not getting back till um 10 and then taking murph out for a walk late at night then going back not eating till fucking half 10 11 o'clock at night and then jumping in the shower and going to bed but what the fuck else am i going to be doing like i might as well do that and feel better and and have that good knock-on effect rather than come in stress about all the shit that i need to do but not actually do any of it and instead just sit there fucking doom scrolling through memes to distract myself from the never-ending list of shit that i've got to get done that's joel's fault though that's fucking joel here's the thing steve if that is your real name it's not ah i wonder I bet it's not i bet your name's like matthew <laughs> stephen house and you're just one of those bellends that uses their middle name no my middle yeah. name is james no it's no, it's not Don't cover up your photo. We can see yeah, it's, me photo. When, it's me when I was like 16. Oh my God. Look at yeah. that hair. I was beautiful back then. Interesting. So here's the deal. You just, I don't know, spit out everything that you would do for your own mental health or just make you feel better, make you feel like your, your next day's approach is going to be more, um, I don't know, sharpened like your chisel. But you just talked about doing all of this stuff at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Do you realize that generations prior to us, it was like, you wake up, go to work, you come home five, six o'clock. That's it. Maybe there's dinner after that and you would be in bed. And Have what five you just here, go to sleep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is something that I constantly battle with. Like we, but that's because they I could afford say... to get five or six cans of beer or a bottle of whiskey a week. There you go. So and not have and not have an evening job as well as they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I know all three of us are susceptible to the whole, you know, well, I've got time, I've got nothing else to do. You just work until three o'clock in the morning, and then you realize you actually have to do stuff the next morning. So you're waking up, you know, three or four hours later and doing it again. And it becomes a bit of a norm. And at least for me, it is very hard for me to break that. Mm. Like I shifted. A week or two ago, I was having a talk with, you know, the Mega Ranch folks. And it was just like, it's so hot. I don't feel like I can work over there during the day. And it's tough. And it was just like, well, maybe I think it was just the one that was that was like, well, maybe you start waking up super early and yeah. getting four or five hours of work in and then coming back when it really heats up in the middle of the day. And then, you know, taking that into the rest of the evening uh, back at the Mega Ranch. And I did. Like I started waking up at, you know, five, five thirty, going over to yeah. the cabin. I was being really productive, but man, by the time I get back, it's like, okay, now the now the second work day starts. Let's do that until seven or eight when the sun goes down and I can't work outside. Yeah. Oh, okay. And now the third work day starts when I have computer work to do. And then suddenly it's eleven o'clock or midnight and I'm trying to repeat that process. And two days ago, I was completely shot. Like I slept on and off almost all day. You know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to do something like that, but I was a mess. I, I had 
no physical or mental energy left. Mm. And it's not like I had run some marathon or gone to the gym late or been really chugging at some project that had a due date. It, it was just me working as standardized as I could for like a week and a half. Yeah. And it got to the point to where my body just was like, no. And I, I hate that in a way. I like that I'm capable of doing long runs or I can do these big sessions of like 14 hour work days and just crushing it and being really productive. But you know, to the average person that is not typical, like you don't work 16 hours a day and sleep for four hours and eat periodically throughout that. All of my friends that still worked in the city, um, like after I started working for Jim and it would be like, Oh yeah, we start work at nine, nine thirty, and then everybody's gone by six. Mm. And you know, working in New York City is a fucking mental marathon every day yeah. because it's like the subway and the transit and the logistics that takes just to get to and from work. But it's the people that I feel like have these more regular schedules. Um, we are very much, I don't know, outside of the norm, like. It's not standard to work that hard for that long, that many days in a row and consider it to be normal. I mean, it it's a weird, like, I, I, I don't know what it's like in, in New York, but I've got, um, I've got friends uh, that used to work in London and for them, it, it was a case of like, they were in the office at 6am and they didn't leave until eight, nine o'clock and, oh, and they then have to go to the pub. Uh, with the workmates and and have a couple of of beers with them and then go back and do it all over, all over again. And if they didn't do that six days a week, they just got fired. Like they, and it was it was that's why they call it the rat race. Like it, it was absolute chaos. And and what's funny is so I, I did Monday Monday through to Sunday um, working for Al. Felt fine. Could have kept going. Uh, if I'd gone into work today. I'd have been fine. I'd have carried on. I'd have got the work done and, you know, I'd have been productive. I'd have, um, I'd have worked just as, as much as I normally would have done. Um, and I probably would have got a lot done, but it was this weird, uh, thing of, because it was, it was doing stuff for myself. So working on the truck. Um, so, cause it was for me, I, I struggled to get up. I struggled to get going because there was no, there was there was no boss there was no like authority figure above me saying you need to start doing this at this time so instead things just moved a bit more slowly which meant that by the time i got out there i wasn't really like 100% there and then there was just mm -hmm. lots of little things like you know i didn't matter how many times i looked around to make make sure i had everything i'd sit down and get under the car pick up the uh, electrode and realize how oh, fuck I've left a helmet up there or the thing's not turned on or I genuinely I spent like a good 45 seconds trying to figure out why the fuck the electrode wasn't sparking uh, <sighs> off the chassis before I realized that I'd not turned the fucking welder on and um, but if I'd been working for someone else that wouldn't have been an issue like yeah, I've yeah. I used to do that for fucking years I used to take um, I used to take my holiday to go and work other jobs um, and I'd still come back you know I, I, I think I'd talked about doing Glastonbury one year where we were doing like 16 hour shifts walking for an hour each way. Um, and I literally, I finished, uh, Glastonbury 
drove home, got an hour's sleep, and then was back in work and working the next day. And that's fine mm -hmm. because I'm doing it for someone else. But as soon as it becomes something that I'm doing for myself, my body kind of goes, that's where my body goes, or brain or lizard brain or whatever, just goes, no, fuck you. If you're not doing it for someone else, then we need to rest. And that's, I think that's what I struggle with is if I'm just working, if I'm just doing things for other people, I can just keep going. I can just keep going and just keep going. Um, but as soon as it's for me, I need to schedule in some rest time first because I need to be rested to be able to do the stuff for myself. And mm -hmm. it's very hard for me to justify having two lots of, of time allocated. So one for rest and then one for doing stuff. Um, and I think that's where I'm kind of, that's what I'm struggling with. If that makes sense. I, th <clears throat> I think you touched on it, Brett, but, but choice does come into it. Mm. Um, like prior to, the industrial revolution and the invention of the light bulb you didn't have a choice you just stopped working when it worked dark yeah. and you didn't start working until it got light you know because you physically couldn't do anything i mean you had gas lights and candles and stuff but nothing practical in order to get anything done yeah um and like i don't have a choice of how many hours i work because i just work for incompetent people who don't know how to run a business that's why i work the hours that i work um and i was listening to um scotland's favorite artisanal philosopher <laughs> neil mckinley on his stories today um and he was he was kind of talking about this and he was he was basically saying he's sick of hearing about chad telling you to go out there and pump it and and crush the day and and work the hours and all this stuff and he's like you don't have to <laughs> that, that was his outtake on it it's like yeah you don't have to work this hard like what what is it you're trying to achieve and you know i think his outtake was that are these people driven by money are they getting paid more to work like, i'm certainly not getting paid more to work yeah long long hours i'm not getting paid to do the maker side of things i'm not getting paid to do volunteering or community work and i'm certainly not getting paid to work long hours at work so it's not about that for me um i get satisfaction from work absolutely and I get satisfaction and closure and doing stuff. And I and it's more hard work for me to sit in a bath and not do anything. Mm. It takes more willpower, mental willpower to sit there and not do anything than it does for yeah. me to go and do stuff. Um, but yeah, he, he just his out his outtake on, on on it was just I you don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so Fucking brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> that's so brilliant. Um I mean, this is a man who who works in his own house and yeah. just make you know how makes handmade furniture at his pace for a living. So and but then he's like, well, you know, this month I don't have as much money as I did last month. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you guys think it's would you say that it's healthy or unhealthy that we I guess the standard is that just work more for as long as you can and say yes to more people? Like how do you how do you balance Personally, how do you balance saying, uh, you know, Steve's even admitting he has a hard time struggling or he struggles to find this aside time, right, where he's not doing anything. Um, your little being able to take Murphy for walks has got to be nice, but that's but again, also that, a necessity. Like you yeah. have to do that for the dog. Yeah. You're not choosing to go, you know what I want to do? I don't have to, but I'm going to take my dog outside. So how do you guys, how do you guys feel for, for the people, you know, we have the spectrum here, Al works and has a job 
where he works for other people in like a company. Steve, you're smaller scale version of that, but you guys are super productive and, and very manual labor driven. And then there's me who's on the other end where I definitely have more lax time, but the less I work, the more I get done. Or sorry, the less I work, the less I get done. <laughs> I wish it worked that way. Yeah. So how do you guys think? I mean, is it is there an ideal or a healthy way to, let's say, force yourself or, or find more benefits to taking the time away? I mean, I, it, I think a lot of the reason why this has kind of crept into my head and where this kind of conversation uh, or this, this feeling kind of came from is um, obviously, as, we, as we've talked about a little bit before, um, uh, I had the, the remortgage um, a month or two ago. And with that, it helped me clear a lot of debt. Um, and part of the reason I have worked so many hours for so long and have um has like part of the reason i've I've wanted to not chase money but but i've been concerned about money has been purely because i had bills that needed to be paid um and i was always living paycheck to paycheck um i've lived my entire life like that like i i don't think i know anyone great uh, <laughs> i don't think i know anyone like of our like similar age um that's doing anything but that at the moment. Like I know very, very few people that actually have any form of savings. Um, and I think like that kind of desperation uh, leads into this, this idea that you do need to be working. You do need to be productive and you do need to be constantly doing stuff because if you don't, how are you going to pay the bills? And and that's this whole thing. And it it's an interesting thing because I like, if I'm giving advice to other people, I'm always like, what's the worst that can happen? Absolute worst case, you you know, you lose your house and you have to stay on a friend's sofa for a couple of months until you find somewhere to rent. And you know, you you might not be able to get another mortgage for another six years. Like that, that's it. Um, but it's easy to say that. It's 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 not as easy to actually accept that and take that on board, especially when you have um like a, a sense of duty to to whatever. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think for for me, like the reason a lot of this conversation is kind of coming to the forefront is because I'm now in a position where other than the the mortgage on this place, I I don't have that responsibility. Um and I think for me, like that that's a big, big part of it is I've I've not got that um that financial responsibility to be constantly paying a bill. I've got one major bill that needs to be paid and that's it. Um and you know, if I was to sell this place, that that bill would be gone. Um, and you know, I, I've also spent a lot of my adult life with um, dependents, um, with other people who've who've seriously affected my ability to make decisions on stuff like this. Um, so the other day, when I was flicking through Instagram, and cheap Nordic homes came with a, um, a like two three bed uh, little building or house with an outbuilding a garage and a wood store um on like 60 acres of of like farmland and woodland uh with access to lakes and rivers for enough money that i could have sold this place bought it outright and still had enough money to ship all my belongings over there oh i was thinking i was thinking well fuck why why don't i go and do that and just you know that that then i'd be debt free and i would literally the only money i would need to make would be 
money that I'd need to to survive. I'd need to feed myself, and that would be it. Um, and you'd be in where? Uh, in Sweden. Um, oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, exactly. If only the um, cost of living was, you know, so, so low in Sweden. That you yeah. I wonder if you could find you could any live on axe, dreams, Steve. Yeah. I, I wonder if you could find any axe makers in Sweden. Yeah. Um, but like, and and that kind of it, it put it into my head. Like, why am I? Like, what what's what am I working towards? And one of the great things uh, about working for Alex is the fact that I I'm not driven by money. I'm not driven by how much money I'm going to personally make. I don't turn up to work and go. Uh, fuck it i'm just gonna do the bare minimum get paid and go home and drink myself into a stupor i i go to work and i'm excited about us doing well um i'm excited about the business doing well not because there's any financial gain but because it's something that i'm passionate about mm -hmm. um and that took me a really long find, time to find somewhere where that applied um and so yeah i think like it it's it's hard to figure out where to kind of circle back to to your question, Brett. Like, it's it's really hard to figure out where the the line is between um, work and personal for me because I feel personally invested in the business. I want the business to do well, um, so I'm going to put more effort and I'm going to work more hours for um, for the forge because. Again, it's part of my personal investment, but it's it's still a job. So it's a really fucking gray area. Whereas before that, it was literally just a case of I need to work all the hours to be able to have some money at the end of the month to to eat with. Um, so yeah, it, I think like I say, I think that's just kind of where the the kind of thoughts are coming from at the moment. Mm -hmm. I do, I do like the, um, the 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 sort of stepping back aspect and, and like who is who is making the decisions who is mm. in control you know like yeah. is it this entity that you are part of steve i mean it, it's not really like you're working for alex it's like you're working with alex oh god yeah, yeah. you know so it, it feels like you you have equal stakes in that place with joe and al um and it's it's satisfying to see it succeed and, it, and it's rewarding and yeah. you know you can it you joke about having to do the same thing over and over again but you're seeing it grow you yeah. know it's changing it's different and you're getting to do production and you're getting to do cookbooks and and secret things you know what to tell us about yeah um so i i would say that you kind of you are in control of that situation you know mm. and and you you do have a say on how you spend your time and what you can do and what the investment is um and same with the kind of the leisure side of things do i work on the truck do i see my mates you know, you had a great combo of the the, the two a couple yeah. of weeks ago where you worked on the truck with your mates, mates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, I think I think there's something about not destiny or you know being master of your own fucking mm. you know uh, what is it paddle your own canoe, um, just even just being able to step back because yeah. it sounds to it sounds to me, Steve, your your kind of prologue to this episode. Sounds like you're drowning, dude. Mm. It sounds like you've got a lot on, and you can't even focus on the simple things, or you can't even focus on relaxing. You can't even focus on, you know, things that are second nature to you, which yeah. which worries me, and it makes me think that you need a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna fucking headbutt the next person that tells me I need a better work life balance. <laughs> it's like I know I do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I don't need a better effort life balance. Like I fucking love effort and yeah. I love thriving and I love um, doing um, but uh, work, work with a small W but work with a big W as in employment. Like I don't have a say in that. Yeah. I don't have a say in that balance. And like, even, even our fucking chairman, right. Who turns up in his Rolls Royce and complains, complains to the junior designer who he's paying 19,000 pounds a year about how much the fucking service is on the, on his rolls, and it's like, what planet are you on? And then yeah. and then he'll he'll tell everyone what he's doing for the day, and he's he's off playing golf with this person, that person. And he's like, and I think I think we all need to just have a a good long hard think about our our, our work life balance and make sure that we're, we're getting the right. It's like for the past eighteen months, we've all been li- living at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? and 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 I just. I don't think the current situation, regardless of how it affects what you're doing. But I mean, Brett, you live in the middle of nowhere anyway, so I'm not really entirely sure how much <laughs> the last situation has been affecting you, just practically, you know, not not mentally. Um, but I think something needs to happen. Like we all need a reset. We yeah. all need a whatever the equivalent is of a leap year, where we just like go right. <laughs> this day yeah. is for everyone to just fucking switch it off and switch it back on again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I may be able to physically do that, Al, hopefully in the near future with the power company coming in. Um, this that's, is just that's a, a segue, Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, this is just a, a quick little anecdote that happened this week. But um, unfortunately, I got uh, more than a couple of messages randomly. It's like somebody must have sent a note out. A couple of random followers on Instagram messaged me and they're like, I feel like you don't produce as many videos as you used to. Like I miss your videos and like, I hope everything's going okay. And I immediately have to take that in and go, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I have produced less videos in the last, I don't know, four months, at least on a regular basis, you know, cause I've yeah. got other stuff to do. I'm focusing more on doing the work that pays the bills and keeps me working on this house situation, which is, you know, the biggest project I've, I've got going on. And I'm not going to do random little short build videos that don't mean anything to me. I'm going to continue making the videos for YouTube that I want to make. Yeah. But that was a little bit of a gut check. And I'm like, I, well, I don't give a shit if you feel disappointed. You know, it's unfortunate that you feel bad that I don't make more videos. Like, I would like to do that more, but there is a yeah. balance. No, no one wants to make more videos than I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And on the, on the flip side, the polar opposite of that, I got, I did my uh, little Patreon update walkthrough for my Instagram for the patrons and, you know, good little messages from people, people excited to see how things are turning out. But then Lars, our good friend, Lars sent me a very nice message and long story short was basically like you seem happier mm. and he's not wrong or and, and it may not even be a question of like true happiness as much as just i think i've started to find a little bit more of that balance where i don't it's it's the idea of when i say i don't care about youtube i don't care about the numbers i don't care about blah i'm gonna do my own thing that always comes across as very like negative and condescending it's less that and more just like um let's not say i don't care and let's say i'm just trying to focus on the beneficial stuff for me right 
So it doesn't matter when the things happen on YouTube or when I do a post on Instagram or any of that stuff. The easy way to say that is that I don't care. I do care. I want to show yeah. you when things go well. I want I want people that follow me to to enjoy what I put out to the world. But I have to do a better job of balancing that within myself. Like if I'm spending a week working on a bathroom, I'm not posting all week. And yeah. it's not because I don't care and I don't want you to see that I'm just in the middle of working on it. I just don't think about it. Yeah. I'd rather not think about it. I don't want to do a really descriptive post of the uh, thin set mortar that I put on my walls. Like who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. And if I don't give a shit, I don't really, I don't really need you to give a shit. Like it's <laughs> cool that it gets done, but this this spectrum that I'm talking about where I got a couple of people that told me they miss my videos and then I get somebody like Lars who's been following for a long time it's just like you seem happier and this is specifically on the Patreon account where I'm giving yeah. them the updates and having a little fun making jokes and things I have somebody that's been following me for a long time who is a friend of ours who recognizes that my my mental state seems to be better or healthier because I'm making progress on this yeah. house that I am basically rebuilding. And like, <laughs> I'm going to have a place that's mine that I'm working on. That is so exciting. And I'm yeah. so engaged by this huge project that I've undertaken. And so, yeah, somebody going, I wish you would make another woodworking video. And I'm like, I, I'm sorry, but yeah. I, <laughs> That doesn't I, mean anything to me. <laughs> like I, when I was uh, when I was working on the truck earlier on, I um, I genuinely at one point got up and was like, actually, that weld went really well. I wonder if, excuse me, if I set my like just put my phone camera on, I could film it from over there from that angle, and that would that'd be quite a nice shot actually. And because uh, again, I've had a few people that have asked about uh, if I'm going to be doing a any more forge videos, but also any more moonshine videos. And the, the answer I've kind of given to him is just like, I, A, I don't do enough, like I don't have enough free time or do enough personal projects to even consider making a moonshine video. Um, and the Forge stuff, again, it's it's time and money. We, to be blunt about it, YouTube doesn't make us any money and we don't have enough time to do it for free. Um, <laughs> exactly. and, uh, and like the moonshine stuff, like, yes, that is, I'm not doing that for money. I'm not doing it for views. I do it. I do it purely for pleasure. And, um, and I would love to do more of them. Um, but like I said, I kind of sat there and I, I stood up, I went around, took my phone around and kind of started setting up the shot. And then I just thought, what the fuck am I doing? Like I've, I've done one good weld after doing like four shit ones. Um, I, before that weld, I was getting stressed just because I was frustrated because I had this, pressure that I'd put on myself to do X, Y, and Z, like in this amount of time, like, why am I adding in another fucking task for that for no real reason? Um, so obviously I, I didn't end up taking the video. And I think, I, I think like you're, you're hundred percent right there, Brett. Like it's sometimes you've just got to say, actually, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this for anyone else. I'm doing this for me. Um, and I think that's what a lot of, uh, like, the, the thought process has kind of come to for me is the fact that I want to um, I want to concentrate more on on me and what I'm doing and stop um, uh, stop living my life for other people and 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 doing it um, like putting pressure on myself 
for to make other people happy and to do things for them um not not in a fuck everyone else kind of way but just recognizing that actually sometimes i need to take a step back and i need to go no i need to do this for me because as with all of us i am fucking spiffing Uh, in which case, what's what's the order? What you said you wanted to go first? No, last. All right. Well, it's abs then. Abs. Go. Cool. Mm -hmm. That means you're first. Um. Right. <laughs> is that is that the intro? Is that the tee up? We're a bit more fucking enthusiasm. <laughs> I I was enthusiastic. We didn't say so for one, so it doesn't count. Okay. So, uh, Al, hang on. Let me. Okay. So cool. Um, Al, what's the order? Uh, well, as soon as you want to go last, Steve, it's going to have to be abs. That's wonderful. Thank you. Uh, that means that you, my friend, are going first. So I've got a bit of a callback. It's not a respiff, it's a callback. So mm. a few episodes ago, we did a, a what if episode. We set each other mm. hypotheticals, which for the record, I'm not a fan of, but it was fun to do. Mm. Um, and it was what if Brett, what if Steve? And the reason for this is because there's a great Marvel uh, comic run called What If, where they basically yes. took existing uh, comic book stories and just flipped it around. You know, what if um, Iron Man was actually Black Panther? What if Captain America was actually from England? And all these kind of basically trivial scenarios. Yeah. And they finally made it into a TV show. Yeah. An animated series. It starts today, as in Ooh. Wednesday, not Sunday. Oh. Sorry, I was not getting you excited, Steve. I was getting yeah. the listeners excited. Uh, if you have Disney Plus or access to Disney Plus, I think I'm assuming it's one episode a week. They're not going to do the whole, you can watch the whole fucking show in one day if you want. Yeah. I'm hoping it's going to be released one, one, one episode at a time. Um, and it's got me more excited than anything has in a long time. Just, just seeing the trailer, it looks yeah. really good. Um, so the animation looks great. Uh, and I think some of the scenarios will be super interesting. So, yeah, stop listening to this bollocks. Stick what if on, and we'll see how good it is, and if it good. lives up to the comics because the comics were great. Yeah, the comics were brilliant. Um, good shout. I also am extremely excited about that um, because oh, so many good things going to come out of it. Um, although, did you? Did you? Did you? Did you? Did 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 you? Uh, see that apparently Dave Barista, I can never pronounce his surname. Yeah, uh, Dave Barista. Drax. Yeah, Bar Barista, that guy that makes coffee. Uh, did you see that uh, he just wasn't asked if he wanted to play Drax in the what if ones? Like, they just replaced him and didn't even bother asking him. I think he's had a lot of political run ins with the, oh. the big wigs at Disney because, well, basically, when the, they cancelled James Gunn. He was one of the ones that stuck by him and was just like, fuck you, Disney. I'm not interested. <laughs> so fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I just I saw that saw it as a um headline on a thing and kind of forgot that we were recording a podcast and was just gonna have a chat. Uh right, Brett, you are next. Who would you like to spiff? Well, Steve, I believe this is adequate spiffing for the subject matter of this. So the video that I watched that I referenced earlier about the laziness versus burnout, 
um, actually comes from a channel called Psych2Go. And it's got almost 7 million subscribers, but I'd never heard of it before. Um, hmm. This one video was suggested. I've since just jumped around uh, between a few of the videos. It seems like they're just these little bite size uh, contextualizations of, of either mental health or um, just giving a little bit more information in a super digestible form. Uh, stuff that we deal with on a regular basis. It's very mental health driven. Yeah, it's like animated and it's kind of silly. Uh, I think it's meant to be viewed by young and old the same. Um, I like their approach. And you guys know I'm a big fan of just being able to put data and information to whatever the thing is I'm feeling. Like I need mm -hmm. something to give it context or I need something that just helps me explain it or, or put it into better words. Um, and a few of the videos I've watched on that channel have been enjoyable and helpful and, um, yeah, give it a look. It's psych to go P S Y C H number two go. Cool. Good yeah. job. I, I have also never heard of that channel before, so I will have to have a look. There you go. Um, that means it's me and, uh, I am going to be completely honest. I did not have a spiffy prepped for this episode. Uh, when we when we went to to spiffing, I did have a quick look on the the, the internet for someone, and I realised why am I rushing around trying to to find someone when I could just be honest and say, you know what, I haven't had time. Uh, I've not been looking at anyone. I've not really been on Instagram. I've not been on YouTube and. When I have been on either of them, it's not been looking for new people or interesting things. It's literally just been a case of I'm just going to put on some background noise whilst I'm doing something else. Um, the only thing I've really spent any proper time watching was the Maker's Waffle chat with Red um, last night, which was great. So go and check out those guys. Um, but yeah, I, I don't actually really have anyone. Uh, Al? What I'm going to do, Steve, I'm just going to fold that one up and just pop it in my pocket. And then in a couple of weeks time, you can have two. <laughs> yes, so good. Thank you. Um, just pre-war me before you uh, do that, so I can find you. <laughs> no, Steve, you got to have two. Remember, <laughs> remember that week you couldn't be fucking bothered. <laughs> um, although one thing I was going to quickly say, uh, whilst I was looking through people to spiff, um, I not that long ago I spiffed um, old old bones fabrication, which is a, a like a hot rod garage um, not too far from me. Um, and I just happened to click on their profile whilst I was scrolling down through. And I've not seen their profile for a while because Instagram doesn't show you things that you want to see. It shows you what it thinks you should see. Um, but yeah, they've, they've got some really fucking nice photos on there now. Um, just like the last month or so, there's been some really fucking nice shots. So if you're not already following them, go, go check them out. Um, yeah. Uh, any other business? Yes, as if your Wednesday wasn't good enough with this episode, with What If. Um, there's also the uh, Scotch live podcast that social media ruins everything, which is oh, the, yes. the show that Neil McKinley's on, is live on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, and that's Lock Goyle time, 7 o'clock. Yeah. So That's p.m., right? 7 p.m. Cool. Every Wednesday. 
social what, media ruins everything. What, on the YouTube it channel, it's, it's just a live stream on YouTube. Cool. And it's 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 worth watching the video live live stream. Yeah. And mm. so again, stop listening to this, put that on if it's roughly seven o'clock. Yeah. Uh I'm just gonna keep talking a sec whilst I make a note. Do an to... episode of Fills with Tools. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna um I'm gonna put a reminder on my phone to watch it. And I, I knew that I if I didn't you nearly forgot it... then what a reminder was, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, if I didn't write it down, I'd forget. I genuinely am a bit worried that, that I'm going to About ten times it. a day, I yeah. was just like, oh, I'll just finish this and I'll I'll just make a note of it since it's totally yeah. gone. Never learn my lesson. Um, yes. Uh, Brett, anything else from you before we go? Nope. Everyone just keep on the grind. Take some time for yourself. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I had anything else. Um, just, yeah, just Fucking look after yourself, guys. Like all of you, because we care. We do. Um, but if you want to see what we're not doing, uh, then you can find us in all of the usual social media places. Yeah, by me. Uh, that haven't been updated for ages. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We've got nothing better to do. I've done two posts this weekend, and it's the first time I've posted them. Fucking there may be a vlog out by Wednesday. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, yes, you can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Getting 30-year-old uh, car trim adhesive off of car panels is really fucking hard work. Yeah. Is it the is it the stuff that's still slightly gooey or is it stuff that's really brittle? The stuff that's still slightly gooey. Yeah, it's fucking horrible, yeah. that. Yeah. Not even acetone takes it off. No, it just it just smears. Yeah, it just smears and stretches. Yeah, I mean testament to to 3M for producing yeah, yeah, yeah. damn fine adhesive. But yeah, yeah. um, Chuck. Yes, <laughs> and if you want to find us as a group, uh, then FWP podcast or Fools with Tools, uh, kind of everywhere ish, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's it. So until next week, uh, take some time for yourselves. Chill out. Relax. Stop putting pressure on yourself. Um, I'm literally just talking to myself now. Uh, well, on that on that note, Tim. 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 See, I don't even know your name. <laughs> time. I was trying to say. <laughs> on the point of time. Don't just I'm take not time for yourself. My rib now. Don't just take time for yourself. How about give some someone else some time back? If you yeah. were planning on doing something or pressurizing someone that you didn't realize it was pressure. Asking someone to do something, just let them off the hook and say, yeah. you know what, this time's for you. That's that's really good. Because um, there's no such thing as taking time for yourself. Yeah. Just just make time. For, I'll just make time. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, on that note, Al, uh, can you get the thumbnail sorted? That was Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. I, <didn't> get that. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were just fondling boobs in the air. No, it's the time stone. Not not the. Not the pole. Uh, uh, not the, not the sling ring. The, the time thing. Okay, cool. Uh, right. Um, yes. Uh, so until next week. Um, yeah, we love you. Goodbye. Bye. That was fun. I could legit do an entire episode about switches, though. <laughs>